When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone and welcome in to wake and take it's your boy jason and we have some football to talk about today it's tuesday which means we're going to break down last night's monday night football plus we're going to break down some of the news from you know a little updates on injuries that happened on sunday as well as some other fun stats to talk about that i found uh so without further ado why don't we go ahead sit back relax sip our coffee and enjoy the show You know, one thing they don't tell you in school, one thing they don't tell you in school, when you get older, when you start to get a little bit older, you grow an appreciation for tiny spoons. I I don't know what it is, but I like myself some tiny spoons now. I don't know if it's just I'm just hitting that age, but there's just something nice about having a small spoon as opposed to a regular size spoon. Fits in the coffee cup nice if you need to stir, you know, it gets you a smaller scoop. But so anyway, just a little thumbs up, just a little little appreciation to small small spoons on this uh, Tuesday morning. But that's not what we're what, what 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 we're here for. We're here to talk about some football. We're here to learn about some football. And last night we had a pretty good game. Surprisingly, right? We had the Jaguars taking on the Bengals in Jacksonville. Jacksonville is favored by ten points. But what happens? The Bengals come out. And they win. They win 31 to 28. We got an overtime game. It was really exciting. Jake Browning, ladies and gentlemen, Jake Browning threw for 354 pass yards. That is the most pass yards by a Bengals quarterback this season. So, yes, that is more passing yards than Joe Burrow even threw this season. Pretty, pretty, pretty incredible what Jake Browning was able to put together. I have a few other stats from this. One of them's from ESPN Stats. Jake Browning is the first undrafted player in the common draft era since 1967 to throw for 350 pass yards and complete 85% of his passes in a game. And to bring that even further home, 85% completion percentage, excluding his two throwaways. Browning had more of his intended passes dropped than true incompletions. This guy was balling, guys. Like, he was actually playing really, really good football, and it was fun to watch. It, like, you, you really didn't miss much in terms of quarterback play on the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, you're scoring 31 points against a Jaguars defense. That's not the best in the world, but, I mean, the, you know, holding teams to, like, 20 or so all season. So, anyway, great game for Jake Browning. But the big part of how Jake Browning was able to do such a good game was just the simple game plan of F it. Jamar Chase is down there somewhere, and I don't know why it took so long for this to happen. When you have a player like Jamar Chase, I don't understand why the Bengals' game plan without Joe Burrow wasn't just get the ball into Jamar Chase's hand every single play. 
This game, they basically did that. Jamar Chase had 11 receptions for 149 yards and a touchdown. A great Jamar Chase game. A fantastic Jamar Chase game. And it was and it, it, it was just awesome. He had a really long touchdown grab. He had some great contested catches. Uh, and that's what I assume the Bengals are going to be doing rest of season. It's just getting the ball into Jamar Chase's hand because I don't see how else you're going to win games. Because, yes, Joe Mixon in this one kind of bounced back. Joe Mixon. 68 rush yards, two rushing touchdowns, six receptions for 49 yards. So that's another big part of the game plan for the Bengals going forward that I think is an important takeaway here. Jake Browning, he's going to trust Jamar Chase. And then he's going to trust Joe Mixon to not only run the ball, but to also catch it out of the backfield. So Joe Mixon, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I know it's just one good game now from him, but I'm going to go ahead and just say that he's going to be back in terms of volume. This is the Joe Mixon usage that we have become used to over the last few years. And now to see him get six receptions in an important game against the Jaguars shows to me that Jake Browning and the Bengals know that that's a good way to just move the ball down the field. And so I think they're going to rely on that a bit more, as well as relying on Jamar Chase. Fun little fact about Jamar Chase. I saw this when looking through just, you know, I, I collect news in the morning. That's what I do. Uh, Jamar Chase in the pregame reportedly went up to T. Higgins and told him that he felt like being evil today, which I think is just hilarious. He was like, I'm going to be evil and I'm going to I'm going to score some fantasy points. I'm going to I'm going to dominate today. And that's what he did. Love backing up the trash talk. There is just there is. I, I love Jamar Chase. You guys saw my rant about Debo Samuel yesterday. I, I feel basically the same about Jamar Chase. Just so much fun to watch. He's my dynasty wide receiver one. Uh, and, and part of it, part of it, let's be honest, guys. Let's be honest here. I know this isn't football related. Well, I mean, it's football related, but I know it's not a stat or anything. But those white Bengals uniforms, the the white tiger, it, it is just, they, are, they look so good. And it adds like, I don't know, 10 stat points to Jamar Chase when, when he plays in those. It's just nice. But we did have some other takeaways that we need to discuss in terms of the Bengals offense. We know that Jamar Chase is going to get the ball. We know now that Joe Mixon's going to start getting the ball. But what's going to happen with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, especially since we hadn't seen T. Higgins with Jake Browning yet? Well, in this game, T. Higgins only had three targets. He brought in three of them for 36. I'm not going to extrapolate that too much from this one game. This is his first game back from injury. So it's Certainly likely that next week he gets a few more targets, especially when Tyler Boyd gets seven targets. I think that we could see a bit more of like a, a four targets for each of them type of deal, four or five each going forward. But that's just a guess. We're going to have to probably have one more week of sample size. By the way, before we move on from the Bengals, I do want to say I won a matchup. I won one of my matchups in the Trade God Invitational League because of Tyler Boyd's interception. How funny is that? <laughs> How funny is that? Winning because Tyler Boyd threw an interception. That's why we like fantasy football. Just so much fun. This is a great game. Really fun game. But on to the Jaguars. There's a lot of things to talk about here. And it's bad news. It's, it's unfortunately some bad news here as not only did Christian Kirk pick up an injury, but so did Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence reported as an ankle sprain this morning with an MRI coming later. So we'll definitely have the full severity coming up on tomorrow's episode of The Wake and Take. So make sure you tune in for that. But with an ankle sprain, I'm going to assume that he's probably out at least the next two weeks with the potential that he's out for the rest of the regular season as they try to get him right for the playoffs. So definitely just keep your eye on this. We're going to talk about it some more tomorrow. But just to get ahead of it a little bit, CJ Beathard, he came in 9 to 10, 63 yards. Not that bad. I mean, totally a fine performance. 9 to 10 is a good completion percentage. I will say the average depth of target's going to go down. I mean, Trevor Lawrence averaging over eight yards an attempt 
whereas CJ Beathard now with a 63 off of 10 attempts is going to be 6.3 yards per attempt, which is just a lot lower. Uh, so that probably means that wide receivers like Christian Kirk, if this groin injury that he picked up isn't too serious, becomes a bit more valuable. And definitely Evan Ingram is going to be the Jaguar you want for the rest of the season. But before we continue, it seems my bird has decided to sing. So I'm just going to play a quick little ad break from Battle if I can find it. Okay, no battle ad as I don't know where it went. We're going to go with DFS Dominate. DFS getting harder every year, but we're here to make it easier with the DFS Dominator because I know a lot of optimizers keep coming out. Oh, our optimizer. What about this optimizer? But that optimizer. Well, we have a cash game optimizer that leverages the projections from Dario, Billy, the award-winning projections at playerprofiler.com and builds the best lineups for cash games that have both upside and stability because that's what you want. It's a couple clicks, boom, boom, boom. You get the best possible lineup for your cash games. But for tournaments, traditional optimizers don't work. That's why we have a lineup genius, which takes you through the process of building lineups the way they should be built. Which quarterbacks do you want to be overweight on? Then building stacks, then setting runbacks, then optimizing, and generating up to 150 lineups that you can easily import into DraftKings, into FanDuel. That's the DFS Dominator. It's only $45. A year, not not a week, a, a year, a year. Just go to Player Profiler, click on the DFS Dominator from the menu, and you won't be sorry. All right, so sorry about that. Bird's gone. No more singing. I always feel so bad. I told, you know what? I told Pip before the show. I said, Pip, we're not singing today. I'll let you be in here, but you're not singing. But uh, he didn't listen to me. He, I, I, it's almost like he doesn't speak English. But so about the quarterback play, we're talking about CJ Beathard, but I did want to bring up, because I know C.J. Beathard's going to be the guy we're adding. I mean, he's the backup, right? He's going to get one more chance. But I do want to point out that they do have a technical rookie on their roster. Nathan Rourke from the CFL got signed to their practice squad earlier this offseason, and he was pretty good in the CFL. He got the most outstanding Canadian in 2022 and won a few awards as well, threw for 4,000 yards in the Canadian Football League, had a 76% completion percentage. 28 touchdowns, and in college was a two-time second-team All-Mac player. So he's not that bad, Nathan Rourke. He could end up being fine, especially with the weapons that the Jaguars do have and the system that they have with Doug Peterson. So I am surely adding C.J. Beathard, but I'm also taking a speculative ad on Nathan Rourke, throwing a buck his way as he's a bit under the radar and could come in handy. He has some athleticism as well. So Nathan Rourke, someone to keep in mind as well. And then also, as this season continues... I mean, we know the AFC playoff picture is super tight, right? We know this. The Texans now, 7-5. and five. The Colts, 7-5. and five. And with this loss, the Jaguars are 8-4. and four. So this AFC South division, especially now with Trevor Lawrence's injury, wide open. Uh, and I would not be surprised to see the Texans take it over, or even the Colts for that matter, as I'm assuming the Jaguars are going to take a bit of a skid here without Trevor Lawrence. But Definitely something to watch. Definitely something to monitor. We love football, and we especially love playoff football. One last thing here before we move on. I did want to do a quick little aside about Parker Washington. This was Parker Washington's first game all year with a target. Not been targeted all year. And then he finishes this game with six receptions for 61 yards and a touchdown. A really good performance. His touchdown grab was 
spectacular. Let's say it. It was a really good concentration. Uh, he caught it off a batted ball, one-handed, falls in the back of the end zone and stays in bounds. I mean, that takes some skill. He's a rookie, so that's always cool. Six-round rookie, but an early declare, only played three years at Penn State. None of his stats pop off the page. In fact, we have no workout metrics from him because of an injury. Uh, but, I mean, we just saw a good game from him. So I'm also doing a speculative add on him in some deeper leagues. I don't know if I'm super confident in adding him, like, everywhere. Uh, but, you know, with this Christian Kirk injury, the groin injury, it is possible that he, you know, comes back again and plays just as well. But we still have Zay Jones. We still have Calvin Ridley. We still have Evan Ingram. We still have Travis Etienne catching some passes. So um, not bidding up too much for Parker Washington. But I do think someone important to add uh, on the waivers, especially as you make this end of season push. I mean, we need some help really wherever you can get it. If his name is Parker Washington, his name is Parker Washington. And actually, I know I said that was the last thing, but I did just want to point out no Tank Bigsby in this one. Five carries for Dearness Johnson. The rest went to Travis Etienne. So uh, it is the Dearness Johnson show. All right. So that is Monday Night Football Takeaways. Just a quick little round of applause to Jamar Chase. That's just awesome. That's why we've said a bazillion times here on Wake and Take. You're not benching Jamar Chase. Anytime I saw that question, it was an easy no. He's too good of a player. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. He's going to get you there. Jamar Chase is too good. I saw another question on TikTok during the commercial break. If they're going to start Justin Jefferson. Um, yes, you're going to start Justin Jefferson next week. You have to. It's Justin Jefferson. So anytime that question comes up, start your stud. But we have some news to talk about. And the first one is a hilarious story here. It's Zach Wilson. There's a dilemma going on in New York, and it's almost like it's almost like we talked about this very thing on Wake and Take, how stupid it was to bench Zach Wilson. I am the only person I feel like that that is, you know, I'm two for two now complaining about benched quarterbacks <laughs> this season, saying Desmond Ritter shouldn't have been benched and Zach Wilson shouldn't have been benched. Now, I will say with Zach Wilson, if they were going to bench him again, they should have just done it way earlier. But at that point where they had finally decided to do it, didn't make any sense. At that point, you've just got to roll with your guy. Uh, and that's something that's a bit understated here in the NFL. You know, like these coaches just want to move on, but they aren't convicted in their players that they had been convicted in. You can't just lose your conviction over a quarterback in a season. You just can't. That's the guy that's running your system. You've got to trust him, win or lose. And Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon are not the answer here. It was ridiculous to even think so. And so now the Jets realize their mistake. And want to make Zach Wilson the starter again. How funny is that? Uh, and Zach Wilson, to make it even funnier, uh, doesn't want doesn't want to. He, he does not want the job back. Uh, reportedly, there's a per perceived injury risk, which of course, like that is the case. You're going to get injured as a quarterback more often than not. But I mean, this is a starting quarterback job. Like, I feel like you should take it. But I also kind of admire the like, hey, you know what? Like the middle finger, I guess you'd call it. Um, it's it's something else that he's that he's uh, kind of standing up for himself, I guess you would say, in a way. Uh, but almost also when you're that bad of a quarterback, I feel like you've got to go out there and prove yourself some more. So not quite sure where I stand on if it's a good thing for Zach Wilson or not, but I do at least find it funny. Now, there was another update that came out that Robert Sala said that Aaron Rodgers reached out to Zach Wilson and he's less reluctant now. So we will see how this develops, but certainly an interesting uh, situation going on here in New York in New Jersey, technically, but Zach Wilson looking to be the starter again for the New York Jets. If he was dropped in your super flex leagues, go ahead and pick him back up. Next, all we really have are injury updates for the most part, and then some fun stats to talk about. So buckle up and start asking your questions because then we'll get right on into it first. Where's it at? Puka Nakua. 
Pukunakua suffered an AC sprain. Uh, McVeigh, Sean McVeigh did come out and says uh, that he doesn't think it'll affect his availability. So don't worry too much. If anything, he might have like a slight production hit. Uh, but still, he's been playing really well, still getting the targets, still looking like he'll play. And I mean, we saw Keenan Allen play through this injury. We've seen a ton of wide receivers play through this injury. So it's probably fine. Next, this was an interesting update. Mike Rabel came out and said that Derrick Henry is not in the concussion protocol. So I'm not sure what happened there. I don't understand how you land in concussion protocol and then find yourself out of concussion protocol so quickly. But it does make sense if your name is Derrick Henry, given his size, given his importance to the team, given his importance to the league even. Uh, but so it's looking like Ty J Spears is less of an important ad in terms of public perception with there not being an injury to Derrick Henry. But I did just want to say still bid up for Ty J Spears. If he's going to get that many carries, he's going to be valuable. And even if Derrick Henry doesn't get hurt, he's still catching passes and still an explosive runner on the team that runs the ball a lot. Now, are you going to pick up Ty J Spears to start him? Probably not, but you should start or pick him up right now just to see what happens. Because if we see another week where he gets 10 touches or so, then then you can go ahead and start him the following week. So I still recommend bidding up a decent bit for Ty J Spears if he's available in your league. I mean, we're getting to the nitty gritty here. There's not that that many lottery tickets still available. And one that is that explosive and that shifty on that on a team that runs the ball that much, you might as well take a chance. As well, Kenny Pickett. He had successful ankle surgery, so he's still expected to miss some time. Still no update on the exact time frame here, but it is looking like Mitchell Trubisky will be starting. We saw Mitchell Trubisky throw a touchdown, something that Kenny Pickett hadn't done in weeks. So it might not be that bad in terms of the Steelers' offense. If anything, Mitchell Trubisky sometimes adds the ceiling where he'll have this random 500-yard game for no reason. So I'm not too out on the Steelers. I did also want to say that... Mitchell Trubisky loves Deontay Johnson. He just does. We saw it last season as well. So uh, while Deontay Johnson has all this weird stuff going on about him, he's still probably going to be heavily targeted by Mitchell Trubisky. So you could probably start him with confidence going forward and really the rest of the Steelers as they have looked better without Matt Canada. And even with Mitchell Trubisky throwing the ball, I'm sure he'll be okay enough to get some fantasy points out of the weapons. That is all I have for injuries. Let's talk some stats. A-chan, Devon A-chan, when playing at least 10% of snaps, so that's not a high bar, he has 233 yards, four touchdowns, 120 yards and two touchdowns, 165 yards and one touchdown, 103 yards and two touchdowns, and has scored nine times on just 69 touches this season. We've said it time and time again how explosive and awesome Devon Achan is, but it's just nice to put it into proper context. 10% of snaps in a game. If he plays at least 10% of snaps, he's averaging over 100 yards and a touchdown. Just an overwhelmingly positive performance from Devon Achan. In fact, that's averaging over 120 yards and two touchdowns a game in games that he has 10% of snaps. Really put that into perspective. 10%. 10%. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous that that's all he needs to be productive. Devon Achan, say it time and time again, league winner, hyper-productive athlete, so good at football. Love him. Next, CJ Stroud. This was player profiler stat of the day last night. Check out our Twitter for stats every single day. All sorts of fun stuff on player profiler and profiler NFL. But CJ Stroud is leading the NFL in pass yards. He is the first rookie quarterback to do so in the Super Bowl era if he finishes out the season in the league. And I mean, it's Sam Howell right behind him. So I think CJ Stroud will finish the year 
as the NFL's passing yard leader, which to me still suggests he needs to be MVP. I know he's not going to win it because of, I don't, I, I honestly don't know why. I mean, I guess it's just how the NFL rolls. I hate that argument, but I think CJ Stroud is deserving of this MVP award, especially if he becomes the first rookie in the Super Bowl era to lead the NFL in pass yards. And if he ends up winning the AFC South as the Jaguars take a skid, I don't know what else you would want from CJ Stroud. He's been playing so well. So, 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 so well. So CJ Stroud killing it. There's a stat to back it up. Another fun stat. This is from PFF Steve. The 49ers did not attempt a single pass against the Eagles longer than 15 yards down the field. But, but they averaged 16.5 yards per completion. Right? (laughs) That just shows how good the San Francisco 49ers weapons are after the catch. I mean, it's just remarkable uh, what Devo Samuel can do, but what Christian McCaffrey can do. George Kittle's a yak monster, and Brandon Ayuk could go up and get it. Even Jawan Jennings splashed in this game. So the 49ers just clicking on an unbelievable level right now. Love it so much. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. And lastly, Trey McBride. Trey McBride has only played six games since Zach Ertz went down, but... If you, if you pace out his game for 17 games, like a full season, Trey McBride will be on pace for 116 receptions. Wow. 1,246 yards. Wow. And 5.6 touchdowns. Wow. So Trey McBride, I know it's quiet right now. Well, I know he's gained some hype as well, but I feel like not enough hype, genuinely, in my opinion. I really do think that Trey McBride is a really, really good tight end. And that people are forgetting that he was last year's first tight end drafted. And that he was looked at as one of the top prospects. And now he's attached to this Cardinals offense with Kyler Murray that looks so good. And he's making some great plays. Like Trey McBride is a top eight dynasty tight end. And I think has a case to find himself in the top five if he can finish out this pace this season. Especially as we look to 2024 with Travis Kelsey looking like he's going to retire. With Mark Andrews always getting injured. With TJ Hawkinson always battling Justin Jefferson with Kyle Pitts not breaking out, with Sam Laporta being in a crowded Lions room, with Dalton Kincaid being in a crowded Bills room. I mean, Trey McBride has a really strong case to be one of the best dynasty tight ends. And so I'm telling everyone right now to buy him while you still can. You can get this guy for likely a second, and I think that is incredibly worth it. I would almost pay a late first for this player. In perspective, I'm a competing player, and I traded Raheem Mostert for Trey McBride in one of my dynasty leagues uh, to another win now team. They had a bunch of tight end help. So I went to go get Trey McBride off of them for Raheem Mostert to put it in perspective. I feel like that was a steal for me, but I still think that that's something that's possible um, in most leagues. So that is all I have for you in terms of stats, injury updates, news, takeaways from Monday Night Football. Great game, great news day as well. The Zach Wilson story is hilarious. But let's check out some questions. I see a lot here in the chat. Thank you for engaging with me and all that fun stuff on this fine Tuesday morning. Let's see. Who's the best pickup? John Mechie, Xavier Hutchinson, oh, Xavier Gibson, or Chase Brown? Um, I'm going to go Chase Brown has the highest upside because, uh, like, contingent upside in case Joe Mixon goes down. Xavier Gibson, I think, is a fun stash just for rest of season, as we just saw him get a ton of targets and receptions and look good. And he was, you know, a hard knock star already producing on special teams. So I think he's a good add. The John Mechie is the probably worst pickup in terms of season perspective, but I do think he could turn into something. I mean, still a second round pick, still a receiver from Alabama, and still a pretty clinical route runner. Just hasn't really worked himself into snap share yet. But I think in 2024, that's something that could be possible. 
So if you want to pick up John Mechie for a deep, deep stash, I think it's worth it if you aren't looking to start Chase Brown or Xavier Gibson this season. But overall, I'd probably say Chase Brown is the best pickup because not only does he have contingent upside for this season, but he does for next season as well as they look to figure out what they're going to do with Joe Mixon, with T. Higgins, and really just the rest of the team as they do have an interesting kind of uh, contract situation, some salary cap situation coming up this season for the Bengals. It was dumb to bench Zach Wilson. Let's see. Would you stream any defense versus the Jets the rest of the way? Yeah, I guess so, right? It's Zach Wilson. Um, I'm also confused by <laughs> the Derrick Henry news. I have no clue what that means, but uh, it's so weird. It is so weird. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> start two in non-PPR, Devon Achan versus Titans, Jameer Gibbs versus Bears, or Devontae Smith versus Cowboys. Wow. Uh, I mean, you've got to start all three, senior. I, you really do. Devontae Smith, definitely. Achan, definitely. Gibbs, definitely. So I really, I, I can't choose one. If I'm going to choose one to bench, I'm going to say Gibbs. Just because A-Chan can win you a week, Devontae Smith, I think I, I think Devontae Smith out of these is probably the most locked in. I think he's at least going to get you 15 against the Cowboys. It's going to be a shootout, uh, and A.J. Brown's going to be the one getting the main coverage. So give me Devontae Smith for sure. And then, I mean, I'm an A-Chan guy. You make a good point here about Montgomery taking touchdowns, but still Jameer Gibbs is getting touchdowns as well. I mean, I want to start all three. But if you have to bench one, I think Gibbs. Um, did I advance in Scott Fishbowl? yes. Sir, I did have Tank Dell, so I took that that zero, took that donut, but that was my only donut of the week. I had Alvin Kamara, Bijan Robinson, Jared Goff, uh, Jamar Chase, Evan Ingram. Uh, so uh, it, it ended up working out. Devontae Smith, uh, the the Lions kicker as well, Riley Patterson. So I'm in. I'm in the top 500 as well. So if we were to just kind of go with it one more time. I would I would advance into next week as well uh, because it's the top 500 that will advance next round. So let's go, Jason, and the Scott Fishbowl, everyone. Let's go. Let's go. Got to figure out what I'm going to do without Tank Dell, though, because he was helping a lot. All right. Start Christian Watson if he plays. Yes, definitely start Christian Watson. Is Waller coming back this week? Haven't heard yet, but I'm going to go with no. Should you sit Saquon, Zach Moss, or ETN, Zach Moss? You got to go with your studs. Start Hopkins or Swift? Give me Hopkins. Let's see. Mechie is Canadian. So this is a great point. Uh, I can't remember who asked if they should pick up John Mechie, but do remember that John Mechie is Canadian. Uh, that is important to note. Start two. Uh, Montgomery, Gibbs, or Singletary? We're going to go with Monty and Gibbs. Uh, on waiver, would you rather pick up Zeke Elliott or Keaton Mitchell? Give me Keaton Mitchell. Give me Keaton Mitchell. Thoughts on Zeke versus Swift moving forward? Swift. Mingo got to be the only decent player worth an ad on my wire. Yeah, I mean, you can go get yourself some Mingo. Do you start the Rams receivers? Yes, always start the Rams receivers. I know it's not pretty, but they are, they have ceiling. They really do. Okay. All right. Last one here. Trade Burrow for Bryce Young, Devontae Smith, Tajay Spears, and a first. If it's an early first, I think I'm going to go ahead and do that because then you're talking about it probably being Caleb Williams or Drake May. If it's a late first, less likely. But, I mean, Bryce Young still has some potential. Devontae Smith's a great dynasty asset. Tajay Spears is earning himself the right to be a great dynasty asset at some point. Uh, it really just depends to me if that's an early first or not. If it's a later first, I would probably ask for another first to be thrown in. I'm going to be honest with you. Or another really good dynasty player. Because Bryce Young still has a long road to be fantasy relevant. At least as relevant as Burrow. But he could be fine next year. Like at least totally fine to where you're not upset you have him. So if you want to make a move, this isn't a bad one. But I think you could probably get a little bit more 
for Joe Burrow. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. This was another fun episode of The Wake and Take, and you guys were yet again such a great audience. Love spending my mornings with you guys, and I hope to see you all tomorrow at 10 a.m. on the Player Profile, their YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You guys have a terrific Tuesday and a wonderful rest of your week. Peace.